heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. There's always uh, a bigger picture for these sort of, uh, what, what I'll call them as cascading events that happen around the world. And oftentimes, a lot of people turn the other way and think it really doesn't, in, in, you know, in, uh, important to them that it doesn't matter, but clearly it does. It is a cascading effect, these sort of things that happen. And today's coverage, uh, my friends, will be on the uprisings in Iran, what's taking place there in the death of that 22-year-old, uh, some of the fallout that we're seeing. Now, this, this, the individual uh, that was, uh, is, you know, she was beaten to death, basically, is what the eyewitnesses are saying for this 22-year-old woman. But it's always a tipping point in Iran. There's always something that happens. Uh, I, I, we've seen things like it could be the I've seen previously the cost of fuel or the cost of food or something else that tips it over. And then the people get to the streets and they want uh, regime change. They want to change uh, with government. Uh, and But it's interesting. There's also a lot of pro-government pieces that are positioned there from the government. I'm noticing as well. Uh, this has massive implications all around the globe. Let's be clear right now. It has massive implications to the United States. Of course, Iran is accusing them of being behind all of this. As always, that's a normal talking point for Iran. But of course, a lot of people here would suggest it would be nice if the government got behind more of this here in America or the media would expose this uh, and that they're really not doing a damn thing about it. That's the argument or the debate that we'll sort of have today, a little bit of that, friends. Uh, as to why they don't do more. And, and and really, here's the other thing. Does any of that really make a difference in, at the end of the day? I mean, I mean, and what does that look like, I guess? That's kind of some of the things I want to sort of get to with a couple of our expert guests on today. In other words, will any of this at the end of the day make a difference? Uh, how do we tip this over to a way where we're not, uh, you, you know how it is, you know, it's always a fine line, you know, our involvement in these things or not or whether we sit on the sidelines and not do a darn thing, which is typically the case of what uh, the Biden um, administration has been doing. But the media is also has always a part of these stories as well. Now, up to the moment right now, let me share with you that the death count officially, Reuters reports, is over 40. That's a moving number a little bit, but there's been about 900 uh, injuries uh, that are non-fatal, but some serious more than others, of course. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the International Revolutionary Guard, they'll, they'll just start hit, you know, kicking back and hit back. They'll shoot people randomly. Um, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no human rights out there, people. Uh, they don't value life clearly uh, in a lot of areas of the world. And, and that's surely the case here. Uh, but these uprisings now are catching on. Some of the scenes and the pictures of the videos, if you haven't seen any of those, are quite graphic. Uh, and they're uh, explosive, I guess, best way I'd say it. So you have to wonder, where's this all going? And it's at a time, let's not lose sight of the fact that Iran is uh, on the cusp of uh, this. Uh, many people would argue already have a nuclear weapon. Uh, the question is uh, when, not if, but when they would use it. Uh, these people are 
beyond radical friends. They have no value of life whatsoever. In fact, they embrace death more than life. So when I say that, you think, well, they're not going to use it. No, there's nothing rational about this conversation. We're not talking about, you know, some, some sort of a, uh, a narrative or a country that gives a care rat's ass about people. Uh, they actually embrace death because they're, you know, going to go meet all the virgins and their Allah's death. And it's a whole history behind that, friends. So, you know, it's just the way it is here. Uh, we'll open the conversation up today. Welcome into the voice of a nation here. It's Malcolm Out Loud. Always a privilege to be with you. Uh, it's got to be a bigger conversation today, I think, here. Uh, we'll have a couple of great voices on the platform, and I'll tell you who they are now. IQ Al Razuli will join us uh, from Europe. Uh, he's an Iraqi exile, Arabic speaker, scholar, author, political analyst, great voice, writer. Um, his piece, uh, The Iranian Uprising, uh, Silence means consent says exactly what he says in that title and um and that kind of lays out if you haven't read that that is on the front page uh, on the left sidebar uh, under notables you'll see it there and can read uh, yourself what's happening uh, with this iranian uprising Joining us also on the program will be del wilbers joining us here he's a former cia department of defense intelligence a counterterrorism officer del spent a lot of years in eastern western europe middle east a lot of friends all over the world understands these uprisings, what takes place is, you know, it's just the way it is uh, and understands the intelligence part of this as well. Uh, so let's uh, try to peel this thing today and uh, and and speak uh, to the truth of what's happening now. Uh, so I've read to you reports Now the last report. And, and let's talk about first, uh, gentlemen, the severity of what this really means. So here's the thing. Is this just another uh uprising of other uprisings in other words it, it, is there something more important about this one that's what i want to ask and let me just say there's been a series of these which i'm sure you'll point out and i'm going to go to you first iq and lay the ground on this let's just speak about what's really happening but here's the thing the last one that, that to me seemed really consequential was 2019 and it was reported that this one here had i think it was well over 1500 people were were killed in the crackdown uh, this was, they say, the bloodiest uh, unrest in the uh, in the history of this uh, republic right now. Um, so that was a lot of death there. But I don't think they really care how many people they kill, as my guess. I don't think that's a measurement of uh, success or failure to these people IQ. Um, so give us a sense right now. Are are the uprisings and the protests? Are they how hot are they? Are they are they letting up? Are they getting stronger? And how does this fit into the recent? year since 1979 and the overthrow of the Shah of Iran. How does this sit within the metrics of that right now, please? Let me say something which might sound extremely outrageous. This uprising is more important than what's happening in the Ukraine. Because this uprising, if it succeeds, it will liberate 750 million females in the Muslim world. Now, stop there a moment here. You got my attention with that number. Will you actually put that in the op-ed? You actually got my attention with that number uh, that you just, I didn't know you were going to say it that soon, but I found that was a staggering number. Th think about this now, I IQ. And I didn't, I really appreciate that because I didn't know. You're talking, that's twice the size of the United States of America. Is that correct? More than twice. That's just women, you're saying? Only the females of Islam. Wow. So why would this have that sort of, I, I, I use the word cascading in the opening remarks because these things have a potential for that. Why do you think this uprising would have that impact on Muslim women around the globe, please? If they succeed, 
that this is very important. Right. America and the West are the most hypocritical bastards on the planet. Excuse my language. I know I shouldn't use language like this. I agree with you. But I'll tell you something. They let down the Iranian people in 2009 when Barack Hussein Obama was in power. They led, this is the fifth revolution, by the way. This is the fifth uprising in the last 44 years of Iran. Okay. The fifth. Now, this is so important because the women in Islam are oppressed by the hijab. They tell you the hijab is in their religion. Yeah. I will offer now, in front of everybody, the sum of $200,000 if anyone can find the word hijab in the Quran denoting the covering of a woman in any way, shape, or form. $200,000. It doesn't exist. Yeah, listen, well, let's educate some folks on what you say there, IQ. Uh, all right, so, and, and you spell that out in your pieces, that this is nowhere in their document of uh, their marching orders, uh, the Quran uh, from Allah, and uh, the, the hijab is not in there at all. So, so then one would ask, uh, one might ask, what's the point of the of the hijab and why are they required to wear this? I would imagine it's pretty obvious or should be to folks, but let me have you state the obvious. Why are they doing this then if it's not part of their marching orders from Allah and uh, Muhammad? The tragedy in the world is that people, the elite people in Europe, the leaders in Europe, do not read the Quran. They do not study anything about Islam. There are two important reasons why the hijab is being forced, although it's not in the Quran. One, and very important, to differentiate visually between a Muslim woman and non-Muslim woman. Because if the woman is wearing the hijab, the Muslim man will not touch her. She's part and parcel of Ummat the Ummat Islamiyah, that means the nation of Muhammad. So they can direct their attention, they can rape, plunder, uh, enslave, kidnap non-Muslim women at will. So visually, they can differentiate between which one is a Muslim woman and which one is not. The other mm. part is to subjugate the females of Islam to the will of the men. The word is to subjugate, to enslave them from the age of three years old. Nowhere in the Quran does it say that you have to cover a child, a female of three years old or four years old or 10 years old or 11 years old. It speaks about the women of Islam should be modest. Well, IQ, isn't this also, let me not to throw too many curveballs here, but isn't this also part of the reason that this... Um, uh, genital mutilation that they do, that they believe in, is also for the same reason. It's not in the Quran. Again, yeah. it's a deception. And the biggest deceivers in America is CARE, C A I R, the Council mm. of Amer Arab Islamic uh, American Islamic Relations. Mm -hmm. They are the most subversive entity in the United States of America. The FBI knows about them, the CIA knows about them. Homeland Security knows about them. They were empowered for eight years by Barack Hussein Obama. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they are still in power. Okay. And they are still undermining the will of the American people by trying to bring Sharia into the United States of America. 
So you you look at this as more of a liberation, as a moment. How so? Really and truly, how would that change the women just from the point of this moment in Iran, the overspill of this in the in the uh, Arabic communities throughout the world? Uh, the honest repercussions, because still in a lot of these communities, they may not adapt. Whatever happens in Iran doesn't mean that they're going to adapt. That truth, right? Well, I'll tell you what's happening. For anybody who is below the age of 44 in, in Iran has never known anything except Sharia and Islam. The movement in Iran today is against Islam. The young people are not pro-Islam. They are against Islam because they've never known anything but oppression. The tragedy is that you, the Western media, the Western leaders are completely comatose to this e fact. These are the realities in the Middle East. If you listen to the Arabic news media, right. and they don't love the, the Iranians, there is no love between Arabs and Iranians, but at least they have respect for the movement of the females trying to liberate themselves. Mm -hmm. This is the greatest liberation movement in human history. Okay. Because All if right. they succeed, women in Pakistan, in Afghanistan, in Saudi Arabia will do exactly the same. You you believe that's the case? You believe that will happen? Okay. All it right. has no choice. Okay. There is no choice in the matter. All right. Uh, well, I was curious about your the equation on that, what the impact is. Right. I want to, we'll dive in moments here, IQ. We'll, I want to stay right there a moment. We'll dive more into the media exposure. We'll di dive more into uh, what we can do or can't do in a moment. Let's put that all on the side. That's a big piece of this conversation I want to have today. Um, the impact of this, here's the thing is, it's it's almost, you know, uh, it's, it's really a fine line. Uh, Dale, I'd like to bring you in now and talk about the fine line. You understand uh, the restraints and our government uh, many times are accused of getting too involved in these sort of conflicts. Other times they don't get involved enough. Where's the fine line on something like this? What are we doing? Are we doing enough? Aren't we doing enough? What should we be doing, Dale? Or what could we do at this point to, to aid and benefit this Iranian movement? Well, first of all, thanks for, for uh, inviting me to talk about this. And uh, uh, before I before I start, I, I will mention a, a brief story that uh, I think IQ will probably appreciate. Uh, several years ago, I was flying from Abu Dhabi in the uh, United Arab Emirates to Manchester, England, and it was a red-eye flight. We left uh, about one o'clock in the morning, something like that. And it was I had a first class uh, ticket that was was paid for by not by me, but by someone else. And uh, as I boarded the plane, I threw my overhead, you know, my bag, my carry on up in the overhead as as everyone does. Behind me in line was uh, obviously a young Emirati girl. She was wearing the full hijab with all you could see were her eyes. Uh, she was completely covered. And as soon as I stowed my bag, I got out of the way. She walked by me. She was two or three rows ahead of me, uh, and she sat down, and, and the flight took off. Uh, since it was an overnight flight, I, I didn't pay attention. I tried to grab a few, uh, a few Zs, and uh, as we were getting ready to land in Manchester, uh, you know, obviously I woke up and everything, and, uh, you know, seats upright and all of that, and we made our approach, and we landed in Manchester, 
And as the plane came to a stop at the gate, I got up and I was getting my my uh, overhead uh, or my bag out of the overhead. And I happened to notice here's this young Emirati girl dressed in Western clothes. She had tight fitting jeans on stiletto heels, mm. a little form fitting spaghetti strap top. Very attractive. She looked like she was maybe 20 years old. Just a gorgeous gal. And somewhere during that flight from Abu Dhabi to Manchester, she had shimmied out of that uh, uh, hijab she was wearing, probably right after we got out of Emirati airspace. Wow. And uh, and had changed to uh, to Western uh, uh, <laughs> you know, Western clothing. So, wow. uh, you know, I suspect there's an awful lot of that that goes on uh, outside of some of these uh more uh, more strict Muslim countries, but uh, anyway, just uh, uh, that's a, that's a really interesting story. It gives me a visual, Dell, as it should do with every listener, as to what uh, is in their spirit and in their souls, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and as IQ said, the uh, the Iranian population is very young. I mean, they're they basically. I think I can't remember the exact percentage, but uh, it's the the majority percentage of the country is under forty years of age. Uh, and that some of that goes back to the Iran Iraq war when, uh, you know, millions of, uh, uh, young Iranian men were, were killed in the war with Iraq. And, uh, so it's a very young population and, you know, they are in a sense, even though they've lived under a very oppressive regime, uh, in a sense, they're very much like our, uh, our own, you know, y- younger population, uh, whatever generation they call it, the X generation or whatever, uh, you know, they're tech savvy. They they they've been exposed uh, surreptitiously to a lot of Western culture. Uh, they are, you know, uh, many of them have traveled, uh, have gone to attend college outside of the uh, uh, outside of Iran. Uh, you know, so they, they've been exposed to Western culture. And they go back to their homeland and they once again fall under the very oppressive theocracy that uh, that runs uh, runs Iran now. And, you know, they want something different. So, you know, it what's going on right now, as IQ said, it's it's not the first the first time that uh, that the Iranian people have tried to rise up. And unfortunately, uh, they have never gotten the the support my my hope is and they're not going to get it from the united states i can guarantee you that because because of the current regime uh, that we have in our own country but uh, i am hopeful that and i would suspect that uh, the israelis are certainly interested in uh, doing something uh, um, covertly to to try to continue this and i know that the other arab countries the the emiratis are certainly interested in what's going on in in iran as well as the saudis so hopefully there are some uh you know some efforts underway to try to uh, uh support the iranians uh in their their quest for freedom yeah well we'll, we'll get to some of those efforts in moments Dale. um i love the picture you paint right now uh which was absolutely perfect and speaking about and you know I have a real, I don't know why, Dale, I have a real sense of what you're speaking about. Uh, I've always felt that way. I'm speaking about the young Iranian people that you just talked about. I think you're spot on, 100% right. All my studying and reading with these folks in that part of the world, they're they're just thriving for this kind of a thing. What really gives me hope, Dale, is that within this, uh, it, it's funny because on the backside, I've been reading more pieces recently 
how they're really forcing the people to have babies. They're forcing the young, uh, these young Arabics to, and these Iranians and others to have babies. They want to outpopulate Europe and outpopulate other markets. And they're actually demanding it and and get, you know, extreme measurement to that here. Uh, so there's what we're talking about, Dale, is there's sort of a, a spark or a fight within these communities. And these people do want the 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 uh, the visual you paint about the plane of the young woman on the plane was perfect because it tells you what's in these people's hearts and their souls. And that's why there's been these series of uprisings. They seem to really want this. Dale, you think that there's enough of this, as IQ says, that could very well tip this over to create a spark within the Arab community that might uh, that might make a long-lasting difference to turn these card of events, because right now they're on another quest to make Islam the dominant force in the world, clearly, and they've come right out and said as such, they're, they're leaders. You, you, this could be that kind of a, po- a tipping point, you think, and it's so important with what's happening in Iran, huh? Well, certainly. I mean, the Iranians, uh, you know, um, the 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 theocratic regime that's that's uh, been running the country now since uh, since the Shah left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, their you know their goal is to you know to spread their version of Islam exactly, exactly. Uh, around the world, and yeah. so and you know, and it's not something that they're going to to give up easily. One thing I would remind people of is is back in. I believe it was uh, 79, 78, 79, when, when the Shah left the country, mm-hmm. it was young people that forced him out because That's the right. Shah was an, an oppressive government. Uh, his uh, Savak was his uh, secret police, his intelligence service that oppressed the Iranian people. And it was the young people of Iran that rose up to throw him out. Now, I don't, I don't think that they, you know, there's, how's that uh, saying go, the, 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 the rule of unintended consequences. I yeah. don't think they really anticipated yeah. uh, what they were going to get for the next 40 years. No, but they put a uh, religious zealot in there, a nut job, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but, but what we're seeing now is the young people of Iran, uh, yeah. once again, asserting themselves and all they're going to need is a little bit of support from the West, a, a nudge here and there, uh, and they can topple this regime. And, and that it, would, right. that would the nudge. I want to talk about the nudge and the toppling. Keep that thought right there. But let me ask you this, Dell. Uh, now, the headline I read in Reuters, to your point that you just said, I want to get to the cut to the mustard here. It, it reads, reads this way. Iran says U.S. attempting to use unrest to weaken country. Well, Iran always does that. The Iranian leaders always blame it on the U.S. But it's funny because many people like you guys would think the U.S. isn't doing squat right now. Uh, they wish this. They, they wish this headline was true. Potentially, I'm guessing. I'm going to ask you first. I'll ask both of you. But it goes on to say this. Iran said the United States was supporting rioters and seeking to destabilize the Islamic Republic. And then, in, and I quote, uh, the, the Iran's foreign minister says this, Washington is always trying to weaken Iran's stability and security through, uh, although it has been unsuccessful. They say there's no way this is going to succeed uh, for this death is, uh, of uh, Masha Amini, uh, Masha Amini, that they'll go to the ends of the earth to, uh, uh, to make sure this is not success. Um, so these reports, Dell, that they're saying right now, speak about that first, and then we'll go to IQ. 
where they're the uh, to weaken the country with Iran's claims that U.S. is all involved in this. That's not really true, is it? I mean, or do you know something different or feel something different or what should our country be doing that Look, might play to that uh, narrative? The Iranians, well, I, I, sorry, sorry, Bill, sorry, I interrupted. Sorry. No, that's OK. I, I you know, I certainly don't have any, any firsthand knowledge of anything that that might be underway. I would hope that our government is not allowing this this situation to to uh, to burn itself out uh, as uh, demonstrations have in the past. You know, they run white hot for maybe a few weeks. Exactly. Uh, and then when there's no support from the West, you know, they, they basically burn themselves out. We need to make sure that this stays the focus of the news media. We have to make sure that this does not peter out in in a couple so what's of the support we could be doing dale when you say that let me say we have no support with the media at all i don't see i mean unless i'm missing something i'm not seeing a lot of uh, this is a huge story but is the well or let me ask you is the media coverage play to that point you're we're saying it well what more could we do it needs to be on the news media much more than it is right. our our government uh, officials uh, our senior leadership in that needs to be talking about this constantly this is an opportunity to rid the world of the world's foremost supporter of terrorism we've got a chance here that if we if we take some positive steps you know by by ensuring that this stays in the news media that it doesn't burn itself out to to uh, covertly lend uh, uh, support to the uh, to the Iranians who are, are demonstrating in that but there's things that we that we can do. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go into a, a lot of detail because, you know, obviously bad guys listen to your radio program, too. You know, so so we don't want to uh, discuss too many too many things. But uh, but certainly there are things that we can do uh, both overtly as well as covertly to support this. But the biggest thing we can do is make sure this stays in the news media, that this doesn't burn itself out, okay. that that the people in Iran understand the West is behind them. Right. Well, this is part of the reason I wanted to have this talk today uh, very much to bring it to the light. IQ, let me have you respond to the point that Dell puts out there right now um, as far as uh, this tipping point and what we can do. Uh, and I'm not sure the media to me seems to like a lost cause. I, I, it's hard to explain why, but the Western media is, I mean, they're worthless. They're absolutely worthless when it comes to, I mean, they're on another track to globalize the world. They're not on a track for freedom and liberty at all. It, it's hard to even utter these words I'm talking about. They seem so ridiculous on its face that our freedom of speech and our media and uh, this fourth estate has gone to hell in a handbag, but it's so corrupt and so evil. I'm not sure we can count any of that. Speak to Dell's point about tipping this over and giving them support, IQ, and things we can do, please. Dell is 100% correct, literally 100%. It's got to be kept alive till the end. Now, I don't know if you remember, Barack Hussein Obama in the uprising of the so-called Arab Spring. He told Hosni Mubarak, the president of Egypt, you have to leave. You have to go out. You cannot go and oppress your people. I don't know if you remember that. Mm -hmm. You have President of America telling another leader, 
he has to leave. I do remember that. He supported the Muslim Brotherhood at that time. Absolutely. Yeah, I do recall. Biden could do exactly the same thing. You're 100 also percent right because the news media that you have is not a news media. It's a toilet roll. It's bad. It's It's nothing. Yeah. It's up to Biden's administration to tell the Ayatollahs, if you continue, we will interfere. And they should interfere covertly and not covertly. They can do the, they can literally, they, all the opposition needs is armament. They need guns. They need machine guns. They need ammunition. America can do that. Israel can do that. They can, if they work together, they can do that. Well, well, like you, let me ask you this. Dell alluded to the fact that Israel is probably all over this and trying to look for that spark. Uh, what's your sense of that and, and Israel? Well, I, I can't speak about, you know, on behalf of Israel. I don't know what they're going to do. But it is the best opportunity, as Dell said, it is the most monumental opportunity to overthrow this terrorist regime. By the way, the reason why they cannot give up, every single imam, every single mullah in Iran knows that if the uprising succeeds, every single one of them will be slaughtered. Are you listening to me? Not one of them will be left alive. Not one. They will be slaughtered. So this is not just an uprising. This is something to do with survival. The regime people will be slaughtered. Every one of them. Okay. The hatred in Iran against the imams and the mullahs is immense. All they need is help from propaganda, help financial, and help military. They need armaments. Okay. Israel can supply it. America can supply it. But Uh, also what they need is somebody to tell the imams and the mullahs, if you terrorize your people, we shall interfere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I find most interesting about uh, this conversation we're having is, and and something I want to talk to Dell and IQ about a little bit here in, in moments here, friends, is... You know, we're in this uprising around the globe right now. I guess what what I'm thinking is, you know, we're seeing the globalists come out of the shadows and we're seeing the utilization of a pandemic that has been used to brutalize people and kill millions, but also to suppress rights of free thinking people everywhere. And we're seeing the fallout of this, but there's a lot of other things beyond COVID was just an appetizer. There's a lot of other things happening beyond COVID, friends, that would make us suspect or concerned or curious as to what this global movement is all around. And I speak to this point as somebody that's very practical speaking, not as a theorist or somebody who uh, lives and breathes the globalist talk. Uh, you know, but I've come to realize the fact that there's a danger right now in our world and it's it's suffocating uh, Western civilization and liberty and freedom for all good people. That's the battle here. Now, what's I'm not lost on in this fight is a piece of this globalist movement and a lot of the things that we talk about pretty routinely you have the uprising of what we've just been talking about of Islam. And which is something people like IQ talk about all the time because IQ has dedicated his life uh, to uh, the books he's written and the conversations he's had 
he's dedicated his life to getting the truth out there, you see. And there's a cost for that, friends. There's a cost for that when you take on a mission like this. We've seen that in all walks of life on our platform with a lot of really amazing people in the different fields of interest, you know, engineers, scientists, medical doctors, uh, analysts and experts like the, the gentleman on the program today. And so you uh, and I always wondered where that clash was going to be between the globalists and the rise of Islam back to China and all of that, because none of these people like each other, by the way. So you're talking about a conflict on planet Earth here that is massive in scope and size. What I do find with this tipping point, this is just me talking now, this kind of plays even to the globalist takeover because it brings more um, freedom and liberty in Western themes to a rise of a people that is another potential class uh, clash on our planet here. So there's something to what I'm speaking about here, and we'll 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 dive a little. I'd like to talk a little more about that as well in the scope of things because I think we all can sense there's uh, some real problems happening. It, you know, it's an interesting time to be alive, isn't it? Though, friends, really, it's an interesting time to be alive. I mean, it's it's a great stress and upheaval. But it surely is fascinating wherever we're at. I have people that talk to me all the time to say, Malcolm, we're living in end times. And, they, and they'll talk about it from both religious and non-religious standpoints of view, frankly. And they point out evidence and thoughts to that end, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, but and then, you know, it's 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 just interesting and where we sit right now. I find it very, um, very enlightening, but um uh, very energized the moment to think that we can be part of something bigger and make a difference in a very unique way. So, you know, that's, that's all I'm saying, you know, um, now, uh, the, uh, let me just do a little business with you first and tell you, um, you've been listening to this, uh, series we're doing amazing series, uh, taking back control of your life. The audience has been tremendous. Every Friday in the months of September and October, join us on this program right here, The Voice of a Nation, 6 and 11 Eastern Time. You hear us anywhere on the iHeartRadio network, our own apps, Apple, Android, Alexa, our own media player, whatever. There's a lot of ways to listen to America Out Loud talk radio. Um, but that series every Friday with Dr. H, Dr. Henry Ely is phenomenal. Such a privilege to be able to be, um, you know, bring this to the airwaves. And so this program is is a gift back to you all, uh, people that are struggling with long COVID, vaccine injuries, or others who just want to kick their immune system into shape because we're in a post-COVID world. This is a phenomenal series. I highly recommend. You'll learn a ton over the eight weeks between September and October. All the shows go to podcasts, by the way, and you can go up to the nav bar menu at America Out Loud and just look back, take back control of your life. Or on the left sidebar top, there's an image there. Again, take back control of your life. Click that. All the shows, the first three have gone to podcast. Listen to those. This is all sponsored by Healthy Cell, is uh, one of our uh, featured sponsors on this. And they're a tremendous organization, bar none. We have great uh, sponsored partnerships on the platform. Uh, they're one of them very much. Uh, and I suggest you take a look. They, we now, our listeners get 25% off that first order with Healthy Cell, by the way. Um, they're a great line of products. There's no doubt. Check it out for yourself, friends. HealthyCell.com forward slash out loud. I take it every day, a couple of times a day. Immune Super Boost, phenomenal. I mean, vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, echinacea, extract, elderberry. Uh, it's a, it's, you know, like a bomb going off in your body of goodness, you know. Uh, take that for yourself. And then focus and recall. A lot of people suffering from brain fog from COVID. This is a phenomenal product for that. 
It's all the micro gels, so it absorbs in your body quickly. I highly recommend 25% off. Use the code out loud. That's the key to it. Or just click the banner ads with all of our sponsored partnerships. We're we're privileged. We're blessed here to be able to help so many people and deal with products like Cofix RX, Clear, XLEAR, uh, Genesis HOCL. We have an amazing, my you know, amazing array of products that we can offer our listeners and readers. And so please take a look at all those. Uh, we'll take a quick pause. He'll be back with this uh, amazing conversation with IQ Al Rizzuli and uh, Del Wilder. Uh, in just a moment, you're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Welcome back to the Voice of the Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here. Your surely friends, so thank you for joining us here on the mission. And, uh, you know, the importance of this talk today, this will be one, we'll be doing a series of these talks. There's no doubt about it with what's happening in Iran. This isn't the only one, but I surely wanted to bring it to the light of day. Um, and we've been talking a little bit more about uh, we're really uh, it's removing this regime, this oppressive uh, regime, and the consequences of this out of Iran are significant. Um, you've got the direct conflict in view now of Israel, wiping them off the map, <clears throat> all of that. You've got the direct conflict of a, of a nuclear state. Uh, this is like giving you know candy to the most radical people on the planet who live to die. Their whole mission of living is to die, to go to Allah and blow themselves off, which is why you get those um, 
uh, those uh, backpack uh, carriers with bombs and explosives in there that are happy to blow themselves off to go to the next level of their life. It's insanity, really, what goes on in that field. Not trying to deviate too far from where we're at today, and that is how to really pull um, Iran into this um, light of day with this movement of that's happening here, uh, you know, it's taking place. Now, IQ Al-Razuli and Del Wilbur join us. Um, both have great experience in this field. And they, you were talking about, uh, IQ was talking about the fact that there's been five of these over the past many years. Uh, and this is another one that really looks to be a spark that could do something. It appears, IQ, you've spelled out pretty well with seven, 750 million Muslim females would be freed and liberated, you believe, all, all around the world. Um, and, and that will take some time to do. But you believe the spillover of this is real. Now, we know the media is not going to report a lot of this freedom and liberty and justice business that we we so are talking about here. Um, and, you know, the Biden administration, back to Obama, who's running the Biden administration, <clears throat> they don't seem to be pro anything that's freedom of liberty. So I don't see how that's going to be positive, IQ. We can sit here and talk, you know, potato, potato all day long of what should happen. But really, at the end of the day, do you really think any of this, do you think anything good is going to come out of a, let's forget all the talk about calling them buffoons, because we know they are, but the media and the Biden administration. And if you're not counting on those, who else are we counting on? What else can we do? What are the answers to really spill this over, whether it's covertly, overtly, or screaming on the mountaintops? Because I don't see this administration or media doing a damn thing to aid and benefit this culture. These people are clueless. What do you think? I agree with everything you said, unfortunately. But what is fascinating and what I want Americans who are listening to figure out is this. Ilhan Omar, a Muslim, Rashida Tlaib, another Muslim in Congress. Why are they silent? They are completely silent. What about the feminists in Europe and the feminists in America who are brave to burn their underwear in the Western world, but they are again silent? Why did I say, why did I have the title of my article is Silence Means Consent? Right. 1400 years ago, Muhammad, the author of the Quran said, mm-hmm. when the woman is silent, it means consent. That means if somebody is raping her and she doesn't shout, she's agreeing. And that's exactly what he used to do. That's exactly what Muslims do. Well, the reason they're not doing it, back to the people you point out in Congress and others, let me answer that question, please. The reason they're not doing it, IQ, is because they support the extremists. They don't support liberty or freedom or any of this for these people. That's the reason that they're Correct. doing it. Well, so then, why well, then, are then, Americans right. to the level of 38% still right. support Biden? This is the question that I ask. Is the $64 million? Well, but, but yeah, but listen, let me, let me just cut to the chase. That question can be asked about a whole lot of things, IQ. It doesn't really matter at this point. Let me just feed you back here. You could ask the same question about why our southern borders are wide open and why they're letting cut the drug cartels kill all our kids and run drugs run rampant, which I've been covering in prior days. You could talk about that, about our economic conditions, our, our depleting our energy. 
you could talk about that of woke wokeify in our mil military uh, IQ. It's an endless list. And this is only one of a million things. And most people don't give a rat's ass about Iran. They don't care about what's happening out there. I agree with you, but I'll right. say, but you listed the very items and yeah. that they know about and right. they still support him. Right. So this isn't on the radar. So now those people, I, I can't, nobody's got an answer for what you say, except the media has done a great job brainwashing that 38% of the population. And then the other 30% have their head up their ass and don't want to do nothing. And it's about the, the small minority of us who give a care, give a rat's ass about what's really taking place or speak truth uh, to power here, the out loud truth. So what's the answer? If we don't have the support of that IQ, what's the answer? Let me ask Dell a question. Yeah. Is this moment today the best moment for Israel to attack Iran? What do you think? Mm. Well, I don't know that they need to to make an overt attack. You know, one of the I was going to mention this. One of the things you, you asked, you know, what can we do? Mm -hmm. One of the biggest messages that uh, uh, that the United States could do would be to send, you know, a couple of our aircraft carriers and are supporting ships right into the Persian Gulf. And just just dare the Iranians to send out a couple of their little mosquito patrol boats and we just swat the hell out of them because that is going to make the, the, the mere presence of those ships inside the Arabian Gulf is going to make the news. It's going to become known inside Iran. And by gosh, that alone would, would the Biden administration do that, Dell? Would they do that? Absolutely not. Well, because they, you, you know, when you said what you said a moment ago, you know what came to my mind, Dell, that would be a Reagan-esque move, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it would send a very strong message of support to the Iranian protesters that, holy cow, America is is got our back. Yeah, yeah. But that would be a Trump-esque move, too. That would be a Trump-esque move, Dell. That's somebody who's got... Uh, who's brazen, somebody who's uh, sincere to the free to the movement of freedom. And, and for those that would argue back, Dale, we're not talking about specific intervention or this argument about nation building or putting our nose where it doesn't belong, are we? No, absolutely not. I mean, we have a vested interest in what in, in, in the future of Iran. And we want, a, we want an Iran that has a future that is is separate from the, yeah. the theocracy that's there now. One question I would ask, you know, or have listeners uh, ask themselves is why does Iran, the, the proxy Hezbollah, have a large presence in Central and South America? Right. What, what interest does Iran have just south of our border in, in, in uh, Central America? You know, and, and Hezbollah is nothing but a, a thinly veiled proxy of the Iranian yep. theocracy. They all so are. They all are. We need to we need to take that into consideration. Well, Dell, what you say right there now, let me just point out to folks, to your point, Dell, what uh, perfect you lay that down there. But Dell, that same thing could be said why the CCP, why China has those same investments in Central and South America. And the reason is our enemies are encroaching our freedoms to the point that they smell death in the air and they smell an opportunity because of what's happening here in our country. We don't even have our own shit together, Dell, frankly. When you talk about talking about these other countries and what's taking place, I'm going to suggest back to you, the globalist, the CCP, China, uh, Iran, the revolutionaries, they smell death in the air. And that's the reason they're encroaching our borders in Southern and Central America. What do you say back to that? 
Absolutely right. And, you know, the other thing that people need to to consider uh, with this Iranian situation is if the Iranian regime were to topple, it not only impacts the people of Iran and, and the rest of the Western world, but it also throws a big monkey wrench into Russia and China and their plans to, uh, to their this new axis of evil, uh, to quote President Reagan, uh, that's been created by uh, Russia and China allying themselves with Iran. So, you know, we, we can have a massive impact on, on our position in the world and on the threats of that that our own country faces if we support the people of Iran right now. But, Dale, in order to do that, we know the, the Biden administration, you just said they're not going to do what you just laid out, X, Y, Z. We know that the media, they're worthless. And, I, and, and you know, in, in, let me be honest with you, Dale, I don't really want to get on here and just, for, in my mind anyways, with listeners, I, I just don't see the benefit of pounding the pavement and telling listeners how bad the media and because it, it's a ridiculous waste of our time. Everybody knows the media is they're just implicit in all of this. It's sick. It's sick that we have to say this. And it's sick that we have a, a regime that we have in there with Biden. So we're not going to be able to count on either of those. So what does that leave available to us for tools to be able to support the Iranian people in this revolution is really it. That's I mean, that's a tall order, isn't it, Dale? Well, yes, but, uh, you know, certainly, as I said, hopefully there are some covert uh, actions that are taking place right now from uh, from our government, from other uh, allied governments, uh, from the Israelis, uh, you know, uh, that that will have some uh, uh, positive impact to take, a, to take advantage of the situation, you're saying, Dell, right? Yeah. That, uh, and, and you think that's and, and I'm getting the feeling from you. Because uh, you you don't you don't talk uh, hyperbole a lot you you cut to the mustard that's why I like like to talk to you on these things you you really think that's happening somewhere to some level? Well, I hope so. Uh, like I said, I I can't you know I I can't uh, put a lot of confidence in what our government's doing because yeah. of the, yeah. the current leadership. Yeah. But I'm sure the Israelis have a huge vested interest oh, yeah. in in supporting this because. You know, Iran poses a direct threat. I mean, if Iran, if they haven't already acquired a nuclear weapon, yeah, yeah. if they get their hands on one and that, then Israel is under extreme threat. I mean, you know, the, the port of Haifa or Tel Aviv and that could cease to exist. Uh, and Israel knows that. So. 100%, 100%. Yeah, they've said that enough. We know that. IQ, back to this point now that Dale and I are talking about, um, back to the, the things that can be done. We already know what, what's not going to be done. I mean, we can spend hours talking about it on air, but it's not going to happen. So your confidence with these other things that Dale has alluded to that he believes are probably taking place, do you have that same spirit and anything you can share with us on that end? Well, to be respectful to him and to myself, it's speculation. What he suggested was the best suggestion, which is to have uh, an aircraft carrier and its escorts to go to the Gulf. Right. Right. This is a monumental move. Yeah. Without creating a war situation, it gives the Iranian people the backbone to continue and maybe to overthrow the government. By the way, overthrowing this regime will change Islam. I'm not kidding with you. Wow. But to, simple, I just told you. Wow. You liberate 750 million women in Islam. Yeah. 
Yeah. And this is only the beginning. You know, I've never heard you say that, uh, IQ, in all the uh, these little disturbances before, and you and I have been talking for years, I've never heard you say that to the point, but you really sincerely look at this as a massive opportunity, and you have a bit of excitement to your voice that I hadn't heard before in relation to what could happen with this. Uh, you think it's prime for this. I swear to you, if you read my articles, I wrote years and years ago. Yeah that the only time Islam is liberated is when their females are liberated. Mm, wow. Islam will change 180 degrees. The women, they take over. Yeah. And because obviously, you, you think the women, uh, let me just ask you this, as in a lot of societies, I want to ask you, this, you think the women are just more sensible? Well, in Islam, infinitely more sensible than the men. All right, okay. You show me an imam with yeah. two brain cells of logic. You won't find one. Right. Well, I just ask you that, not to be a wise guy, but I think you could say that about a lot of cultures, actually. I, I mean, I, I, listen, I, I believe, you know, we, 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 we need to elevate all life. Equal rights, I've always believed that, and it's just my feeling and sense. So, uh, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I do believe liberating that would be an amazing thing. Um, and you're saying that that would just create a, a cascading event around the globe that would be massive like in size and scope. Yeah, yeah. It's like a tsunami. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. This so is a monumental time. All right. If Biden misses it, well, he's going to miss it. We've already laid that out now. So you're saying the obvious that's going to happen. So yeah. we've got to rely on other things. You can't count on Biden now. These people have propagated and delivered money's pallets of money. And we'll continue to do that. And they want to revisit the, the agreements and all of that. So that's not an option on the menu, uh, IQ. No, no, I, we agree. Look, we are okay. rational human beings. Right. What we have at the moment, a corrupt media, oh, yeah. a corrupt Congress, yeah. both sides, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. a corrupt president. Yeah, yeah. He's not even a president. He's yeah. a president. These are the cards that have been dealt, sadly. These are, these are not the cards I ordered. I fought against all this, but this is what we're dealing with, IQ. Yeah. It's what yeah. we got. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. sick. It's really, really sick. Dale, I want to... Christian yeah. Amanpour. Christian Amanpour, yeah. originally Iranian. Yeah. Thank God she refused yeah. to interview Raisi. Yeah. Because the, re the representative Raisi told her, you know, it's a matter of respect. If I were Christian Amanpour, I would have said to the representative of Raisi, but isn't it, not, isn't it not respectful that he should not ask me to wear the hijab in a free America? Yeah. But she didn't do that. Yeah. But she works for CNN as well. That'll tell you a little bit there, you know. Yeah. Uh, she does a lot of work for them. That should explain everything there. Uh, Dale, final word now on this. Uh, I'm a very interesting dialogue, really fascinating conversation. I think we've educated some people on several factors here. You you believe as strongly as I'm, I'm guessing as IQ does with the fact of the liberating of the women are the key uh, to some of this and the worldwide spillover and the cascade and tsunami, as he says, would be serious, huh? Absolutely. And, and where are the worldwide, and particularly the American feminist why weren't they Amen. demonstrating outside the Iranian mission to the United Nations? Okay. 
Why aren't there daily protests out there protesting the death of this young Iranian woman? Okay. And the other thing is Americans need to get loud and let our elected representatives know that we do not support any nuclear agreement with Iran. Wow. Wow. And you, you lay it there perfectly. Why are not? Think about that, friends. What what Dell says right there, man. Why are they not out there rioting and picketing in these va- venues? And uh, the feminists that always, you know, one little thing or whatever, or they use the torch of white supremacy as the big torch of whatever. Um, and, you know, they inflame all this stuff. And yet when there's a golden opportunity put on the platter here to fight these oppressive evil people uh they're nowhere to be found it is clear crickets across the board that's a serious question isn't it now serious question we've all gotten to the point now you know someone said to me the other day they turned off all the cable news they don't watch it anymore and you know i want to say to you i've turned that off some time ago i don't watch any of the buffoons i don't watch them whether it's fox cnn ms cs WTF, any of the programs on cable, don't watch them. I really don't want that stuff. Don't need it in my brain. It's worthless. Uh, so you, you, you know, you'll have to fight back fire with fire. Uh, you'll have to turn the media off. You've got to turn the media off all the way across the board. I don't watch any of it anymore. Those Sunday programs, Meet the Press, The Face of the Nation, Fox News Sunday, the, you know, Idiots Are Us. I don't watch, listen to any of that. I, I, I listened to Viewpoint this Sunday, by the way, on America Out Loud Talk Radio and our fantastic uh, programming all day long of experts and amazing people that are doing the job. I don't listen to any of that crap anymore. I just, it's worthless. You know, you can get, you can get all the information you need off the newswire and draw your own conclusions with things. You don't need to follow all the rest of it. So, uh, the only way to hit them back is hit them back on the pocketbook is to stop buying their crap and to stop subscribing to all of those channels and get rid of it all. And for those of you who are supporting that, that's part of the problem right there. So that's it. And the next thing we can do is continue to warn the American people and to try to, as I say to you in past days, send smelling salt out to the 38 percent that IQ says are, are pretty well not listening uh, when we send their voter ID cards, let's also send some smelling salt out to wake their asses up. Maybe. I don't know. We need to do something, friends, because part of this populace is so asleep at the wheel. It's uh, beyond uh, the scope here. Uh, I really appreciate the guys on the program here today. Uh, I have great respect for both IQ Al Rizzoli and Del Wilbur for their uh, uh, their contributions, their background, their experience, their historical level of what they bring to the conversation. Very practical voices. Um, you know, you just get a sense. Of, I mean, you know what I mean? Just the kind of people you want to hear from with these kinds of stories. So uh, this has been an amazing program and appreciate you joining us on the mission. Be sure as this all goes to podcast, you share this far and wide as I know a lot of you do. But be sure you get the out loud truth out there. As Dell said moments ago, we got to get out loud. Well, that's my language here, friends. Let's get out loud together and make it happen here. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.